Okay. Yeah. Right. So welcome to Straight to Amp, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is Alex here, joined by DC. We also have Exo Murder in the room. In gentlemen, would you care to introduce yourselves? Okay. I'm Spencer Bauer. I play bass. I'm Scott Media. I do drums and vocals. Dale McIntyre. I play guitar. Welcome, welcome. Of course, my name is Alex Henry. I am hosting Straight to Amp with Derek, and today. We're just gonna talk some, we're gonna talk about XL Murder. What are you guys, what's going on? What's new? How are you feeling? Pretty good. Pretty good? <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we just, for those not in the room, we are actually joined, we're in our new studio now. About a few weeks ago, we moved out of our old place and into a nice, cushy, very much more spacious yeah. studio space. Not the most professional. We're not talking sound booths and, uh, two thousand dollar equipment gear, but multi mics, no multi. No, <laughs> no mic. multi mics. We're not. Yeah. We're not quite Joe Rogan yet, but yeah. we're getting there. We got like ten staff members running around. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I will miss our. Uh, I will miss our old roommates, though. Yeah, we did have some pretty sick roommates, like you guys. Yeah. super <laughs> late. <laughs> yeah. People baking bread in the middle of the night, complaining about it, calling the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we had some can uh, candle making in there to uh, cover up everybody's body odor. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. There was, uh, there was a candle maker, that's right. Dan, oh, the candle maker. Yeah. Room. There used to be a painter in there, too. Yeah, there was a painter. There's a couple of photographers. It was a really interesting space. Artsy, when we first, yeah, it was an art space, first and foremost. And then kind of people just came and went as they left and as soon as the hands changed we decided it was time to move on to some bigger better things so yeah. here we are yeah, yeah. 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 we're very straight dance going corporate yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i am about to short everything <laughs> so let's uh let's dig into it here exo merida let's uh let's talk about how you guys got started how did you guys all meet me and scott have been playing together for about 10 years now oh, yeah. and had various projects under a former name and uh, that went all through high school, after high school, getting into playing bars and doing, you know, cover gigs and whatever we could. Yeah, we met because uh, Dale could play Eruption. Right. Eddie Van Halen? Yeah, that's nice. the guy. And I can no longer play around <laughs> by Eddie Van Halen. All you need to do is just. Don't you really just need like a shitload of overdrive and you can just kind of wing it sometimes? You can, yeah, <laughs> you can make it just, sound like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was playing behind his back at one point. He was like super good. Yeah. <laughs> just buy every 5150 pedal that uh, <laughs> Dunlop makes and just like turn them all on at once and just hope yeah. for the best. Yeah. And then, yeah, we got Spencer uh, joining us a couple of years ago and it just didn't seem to make any sense to hold on to the old name and the old mm -hmm. identity of the music anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Spencer and I met Kijiji. Oh, yeah, that's like online actually. dating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. At the warehouse? At a warehouse. A warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Even more mysterious. Yeah, it was, it was, was, <laughs> yeah, it was a couple of years before yeah. we, we brought him into, into XO. I was, I'm pretty sure I was even warned by my parents about going to this warehouse that I yeah, had well, alone. <laughs> <laughs> you should have yeah, like, uh, uh, stayed away. <laughs> like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Come to our warehouse. It's yeah. Route 9 yeah. <laughs> Nice. And yeah, so ever since the, uh, we got Spencer in, we all just realized we were in a different place musically than what we kind of 
thought we were at the time. Mm -hmm. And we got the chance to work with uh, our producer, Mike Nash, in uh, early 2017 and spent a little bit of time with him in a cabin, just honing everything, kind of becoming exactly the band that we all wanted to be. Nice. And how'd you uh, meet him? Uh, we met him through Scott. Yeah, uh, he was the producer for The Revival before it was mm. Right Righteous. Right, so, okay. Uh, they had worked with him, and when I joined the band, he was always kind of like the, the go-to producer guy, and we just had such a, a good relationship that uh, I was able to introduce him to these guys, and, uh, and yeah, he kind of just took the ball and ran with it uh, on this project as well. So he's a pretty diverse musician, very talented himself. So. Yeah, yeah, oh, fits right in as a, as a fourth member, which is, I think, what we all really wanted and what we really like in a producer. And it just seems to click, and we can have that telepathy with each other. Nice. So it kind of acts as a bit of a, as a tiebreaker almost. Oh, yeah. In terms yeah. of just, like, kind of yeah. make, that's so handy to have. I wish I had that in every band I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah, if you have an odd number, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, like, a buffer for, uh, for the stupid ideas. I think yeah, we, totally. We haven't been more insulting. Or a copter <laughs> that always <laughs> yeah, stupid ideas like burning a wooden sign out on the middle of a lake in the middle of winter. Yep. Before the guests. Just see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was all him. Nice. And so how about the name? Where did you guys come up with the name? It's uh <laughs> it's a mob term. Um and it's it's funny to kind of break the fourth wall and explain what it means but it means a vow of silence against you know outside forces okay. authorities mm -hmm. uh the word omerta and it felt like it just fit us very well um being a band that still keeps a diy kind of aesthetic to our work and mm -hmm. like i just talked about burning that sign to make a music video and you know staying up till 3 a.m to edit it in our space where Everybody's mad because we're too loud. Um, <laughs> so it seemed like a, a, a word that we all really liked and gravitated towards. And yeah, it's unique and it stands out for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then the X just kind of symbolized moving on to us. Nice. Kind of two words with two separate meanings. Oh, that's good. Oh, he says Omerta and I say Omerta, so if you ever don't like the band name, just flip flop on how we pronounce it. It can be a Spanish accent of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, melt. Oh. <laughs> wow. It's like a triple I know. It's the first time I've ever heard it. Maybe two T's as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two dots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, tell us about the sound. Where did the, the sound stem from? Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think probably like the fundamentals of it would come from our uh, enthusiasm with Jack White and everything that he was doing way back in, I don't know, great kind of stuff. And I guess they're, they're spanning your whole career. And just, uh, he released this DVD under the great white Northern Lights where he toured Canada. He did yes, it, you know, I remember all, that. Yeah, the, uh, the, all the B-side shows in the bowling alley at the, uh, like he played an igloo somewhere on the bus <laughs> thing. Actually, I know a guy who was on that bus. Yeah, Troy actually was. <laughs> <laughs> was he? Oh my gosh. So now I know two people that were on, on that bus. Oh yeah, that's yeah. awesome. They said it was so cool. Like You're just told to meet at, the, I think it was Waterfront and Provence mm -hmm. at the Forks. And they said you just got there. There's four people or four guys looking dressed up like jesters or like in stripes, just not moving, standing there. 
And he said, this bus just pulls up, and this guy ran out of nowhere and says, everybody on the bus. And they get on the bus, and boom, they're there. I'm like, wow. That, like, that's, the, that's one of the coolest stories I've ever heard in music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and this, the performances that they captured in that was always, like, uh, like really, really, like, erratic and, and spontaneous and uh, kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. So I think we liked that principle, and then we started writing with that in mind, and we always had some, like, you know, darker moodiness uh, undertones to that. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of at least the box that I would put us in. Yeah. I don't know if you add to that. Yeah, it definitely comes from the live show first for us, I think. Um, I mean, we try to put on the most entertaining live show that we can every single time. Oh, yeah. And uh, the music, like Scott said, is just a byproduct of that. Trying to put that energy out and trying to picture an audience before you as you write it yeah. is really important to us. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, definitely. Uh, your show does reflect what you were saying too, and I think that it's always key. Is a performance needs to match the music, and you definitely vibe off of a band that's putting on a great show versus somebody who's just standing there like a wind up monkey toy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, going to Toba Rock Fest, I remember you guys were putting on a great show. And Scott, you were just all over the place on the stage, coming out from behind the drum set and still yeah. singing and pounding <laughs> on the cymbals. I'm like. And like you guys were beat right because I know how hot it was that day. Oh, sure, we all got heat stroke. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how is he doing this right now? He's got so much energy. It's so hot. I'm I'm hot just sitting on the ground. Yeah. I couldn't stand. Yeah. 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 We were visibly sick after that. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys were all, well. No, you two for sure were all wearing black. Yeah. 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 Black dress. Heavy black. And... <laughs> yeah. 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 I was sweating just looking at that too. I'm like, I I had shorts and a tank on, and I'm like, no, I can't do that. I, no, no, I cannot look that good on stage. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, let's sidetrack for a minute here while we're on the topic. We'll come back to the history and the everything about the band, but uh, let's talk about Toba Rock Fest now that we're on it. Uh, how'd you guys get on it, and what'd you think of it? I got approached um, like a long time before it. I can't even remember when, probably eight months before, by uh, one of the founders of it. And uh, we we actually joined uh, Bill with his band, The Bloodshots. Oh, um, at, uh, CJ. CJ, yeah. yeah. So us and The Bloodshots played at the Garrick in November. December, December, I think. And uh, yeah, we had a really good time. We opened for One Bad Sun. It was a super cool show. Oh, yeah. He just kind of sent me an informal message after that saying like, hey, do you want to play this like little festival that I'm putting on? And that was kind of all the info there was. So it was like, let me know what this ended yeah. up being. And yeah, that was yeah, the start of the snowball. Being, right. That was yeah. the, the start of the whole thing. And then, um, and then Ryan approached the band formally a few months later. And it was this huge snowballing thing that looked like it was really promising. And it ended up being amazing. So. Yeah. 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 With how well we did it. Yeah. 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 It was our first year or second year? First. It was first. first year? Yeah. yeah. It was something else before that, wasn't it? No, I think no, I think the the grounds that they were using was a different festival that was for the right, 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 right. Yeah. So yeah, it was the first year for it. And I'm hoping they do it again next year and I, I hope it'll get bigger. I like I know it's the first first years are always kinda like tough to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. You know, Remember, put the gas in the generator. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that would happen to the, uh, the, what, the Jet Set. Yeah. The first song for Jet oh, Set. Yeah. The Jet Set. I was thinking right. the, 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 
they ran out of like ice or something to like keep meats cold on like the pizza truck. Or oh, the food truck had food to leave. Truck. Yes, his yeah, his fridge crapped out. Yeah. Okay. And then like he said, the temperature, or, like thermometer was just going up high. He's like, I need to get out of here. I got so much meat in this freezer right now. It's so bad. We're like. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, starting, it's finally starting to cool off, and now we're hungry. Yeah. Like, the hot dog guy cleaned up that night. Right, and the pizza. Yeah. Oh, and the yeah, pizza yeah. too. Mm, right. That pizza was so good. That was funny. Just throw the meat on the baby. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I was making a video of that that opening song because, like, I, I go back way back with Jets, like following them around all the time and uh, knowing Mike Keller pretty well. Sweet. So I'm right up there filming it. Mike just finished the solo and then just kind of, there's like a pause and it goes right into the chorus and boom, the power goes out. It seemed flat. It seemed flat. I thought it was. was perfect timing. I'm like, it just left me hanging. I'm like, "Eh, eh, There's kind of a rip that goes do, 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 do. I'm like, and then boom, just went out, right? As they went to kick into it, I'm like, Oh, that, that had to be so poetic. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just brought yeah. the whole thing down. And they just kept going. I was like, wait. Oh, they were making <laughs> making jokes that Bright Rach just drained the power for all. <laughs> it was like, but with the hell, they didn't bring all the lights with them, though. <laughs> yeah, so no, that was, it was a, a good show. And like, yeah, you, uh, I heard a lot of people actually at the beer gardens after talking about your show and the energy that was coming off of you oh, guys. Cool. It was kind of like, there was kind of a... I don't want to put anybody down from the show because everybody played great, but everyone said it was like it was kind of like a pick me up point in the show. Oh, so we stole the show. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, someone just I just remember hearing people saying this is like that band that was just on that was a really good show. They were energetic. My girlfriend said the same thing. It's like who are those guys? Yeah. So I was telling her. And... Scott, how was that for you though? Oh yeah, like I said, I uh, double I, duty. Is it the uh, yeah? When I was a couple times, I thought I was gonna puke, uh, <laughs> oh. but did it and was able to uh to, to lay in the cool cool grass carry on at least you know, a couple hours there mm-hmm. drink some gatorade they, they had some really nice uh hosp- hospitality going on there so we like the, all the guests in the back the backstage tent yeah but yeah very hot yeah i can only imagine playing that day yeah i, I now uh i think i need to start like singing our songs while running uh, six kilometer race or something to, just <laughs> in case how was it drumming and singing at the same time I'm always uh, blown away by anybody who can do that four limbs going yeah well vocals. it's uh, it's kind of just something that I've grown accustomed to because uh, we we tried a bunch of singers back in when Dale was talking about our, our high school days we were uh, bouncing around with a bunch of different singers and just Things weren't really progressing, so we were just like, screw it, let's do it ourselves for a little while. And so we did it out of necessity to begin with, and it kind of just started becoming a little bit more natural every time we would do it. And and now I really like doing it, and uh, I'm almost sometimes bored if I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we sort of, it's funny, like, it, it is a unique thing, but it's something mm-hmm. that, like, I don't, I, I don't know if Spencer does, but, like, I don't even think about it anymore, the fact yeah. that yeah. we have a drummer who's our lead singer. It's, it's like, only when someone else brings it up. Yeah, because now <laughs> you, you <laughs> technically don't have a front man, like, like this guy kind of running up beside you with a microphone and right. at the front of the stage. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. that, was, that was a huge part of our like, live show, too, is like more of a necessity. It, yeah, we have oh, to totally. Be energetic out there. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we don't have that front man. But yeah. It seems mm-hmm. to work very well. No, yeah. Yeah, and now Scott. Thanks to the miracle of technology, gets to take up front man duties yeah. for a good portion of the set. So. Yeah, a little bit at a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Todd Spencer having the snare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Timing. Missed. One. Timing. By <laughs> timing. First, like, you had one job. You have a really small little area. Yeah. So it required a lot of hand eye decision. Yeah. And that, that bass players just don't have a yeah, name. No. <laughs> That's why I have those thick strings, yeah. a long neck. <laughs> Don't make me think! <laughs> so having a three-person set like kind of opens up a lot of opportunity in terms of just like what you can do with your live show. So all that extra space. I've seen some really cool things happen. Like I've seen like a bass, like someone playing a full upright bass, put it in the middle of the stage, stand on it, start slapping on it, go back to their side, start singing, and then the next person will come in and uh, take over from there. Yeah. Well, that's the so, other yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the other side of being spontaneous and everything. I mean, obviously, we like being a really well-rehearsed band and, and putting on the best show that we can, but in staying true to that kind of Jack White, raw real rock aesthetic like you have to have that those moments where things could completely fall apart but having just three people up there it's like well now i'm gonna go be the guy who maybe ruins this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> let's see how this thing works and then we fall off a drum kit or something like that oh, <laughs> they always say uh, bass drums are not for stage diving off of nope <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Olympic grade diving yeah, no. material. No. <laughs> She'd almost like set up like a second bass room like they had in the like those eighties hair metal bands or something where they would have two big bass rooms, two double kick. Yeah, and one would just be a fake one. Yeah, so you yeah. Can stand on it all set. Yeah, just a dummy. Yeah, it could be like a bird of birth. It's made of nerf. It's made of nerf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nerf. Like nerf gun. Yeah, like nerf just paddles. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just general nerf. <laughs> Too good to get hurt now? <laughs> did you bring your nerf gun to this interview? Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you did? Always. Always prepared for a nerf fight. Yeah. Yeah. You guys probably heard about it. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was in the prep notes. Did yeah. you get that? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> if you book Exo Better for a show, they will include a nerf fight. Yeah. You heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the takeaway message of this whole thing that we wanted to get out there. Yeah. Quickly <laughs> into a wide audience. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start playing some eight year old birthday parties pretty soon. Nice. That's the goal. We'll get this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> A few more years of Toad Rock Fest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, has there ever been any, uh, any fun stage events or any mishaps in shows? Uh, yeah. So make up for good stories. There was uh, an incident we had at uh, at the Garrick Hotel, and I was uh, I was given permission to use the drum. It's not. It's kind of funny. But I, was <laughs> I was given permission to use this this, uh, this other drummer's drum kit, mm -hmm. and because uh, it's pretty standard, right? So uh, we were going, we were playing, we were having a good time. And uh, this was probably one of the first times that you guys tried to do a little uh, oh, yeah. jump off of the kick drum. But quickly, I think it was you, Dale. Mm -hmm. I think you quickly realized that it wasn't my kick. So you like just left your foot there for a little while. And then the drummer of the, uh, of the previous band ran up onto the, it's not really a stage at the Garrick Hotel, but they, uh, they ran up onto where we were playing and swatted his foot off. <laughs> this was like, okay, okay. 
assaulting me. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like a tap, like, hey, leg off. There's just like, no, back! And then after we were just rocking out, and uh, I guess uh, the trials were maybe different dimension. I was just uh, drinking too much that night. I, I uh, cut my knuckles. Not even that, but when you're playing drums or you know doing anything where you're moving your limbs, mm-hmm. the blood's just coming out. So blood was all over the kid after this. After we had already kind of pissed this person off, and then afterwards when we were tearing it down, I was trying to quickly wipe. Do you do a wipe? <laughs> just yeah, were yeah. you spearing it? The drums were to be demanding that I buy new skins. Mm-hmm. For them, and, uh, and then they were like wanting to fight me and everything, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> quickly cleaned up and got out of that. Nice. You yeah. got some blood on my skins. New skins. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't understand that gap in logic. It's like yeah, you're gonna. Right. You're gonna bring. You're gonna let people use your set. It's gonna get a little stained. You're gonna yeah. look, you're, and like yeah. you gotta expect to lose a skin. Like, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. But I think she planned it. Maybe. Oh, totally. Oh, I thought you meant to like steal the DNA. Oh, oh, that's plenty. Here's what I have. It's too good. More wild direction. Yeah. I think. I think we talked about that before too. Is this like if you are gonna be the like. Like leave your drum set on stage, like for everybody to use, like whether it's an open mic or for a show. It's like you know, it's just like you have to expect things are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. something always happens. Yeah. Like I played a gig and our drummer, he he broke. He, he sat down. He did one hit on the bass pedal and the thing fell apart. Nothing yeah. he did. It was just like yeah. that pedal was just yeah. it on was its there. last yeah. rock. Yeah, one percent health bar. Yeah, and the guy <laughs> comes up and he's flustered about it. The, the drummer feels completely terrible about it. Just like. It was, was it the honestly. pedal or the drum itself? That it was the, the pedal. The chain broke on the ball, um, ball bearings everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It just, it just, it, yeah. Someone had a backup. Someone had one somewhere in their vehicle, thank God. But yeah. I think just, I've told this story before. When I lived at my old house, we used to have people uh, play some live shows there because mm-hmm. my roommate is a huge music, is a musician. And yeah. uh, it was uh, Bearded Brothers back when they were still together. Set up his drum kit one song in his entire bass drop his bass pedal split we were picking ball bearings out of that thing for years oh really yeah, yeah. just completely shattered everywhere i've never seen anything like it wow. before i felt wow. really bad i still had an extra bass pedal or i think they had something so yeah. they were covered but i'm like i didn't know they could break that easily i'm like <laughs> yeah no kidding that's amazing how easy gear breaks oh yeah for all the abuse that we put through it it's when we bleed on somebody else's kit that we yeah. <laughs> Pedal board just melts down at the Goodwill. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Spencer broke a bass string, actually. I was super impressed by that. I wasn't even mad that we had a was string. string, too. Tell me it was like, a tell me it was like an E string or something really thick. It was or... an E string. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. it was brand new. Just Were you just like cutting at it or what? Yeah, I don't know. You need your really long nails in it. <laughs> I guess that, that's like, the only possible explanation. Oh, I gross, that's, sorry if anybody wears glass food guitar, but your fingernails are disgusting. <laughs> oh yeah, or like that's you get true. it. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, is that in like a, like the really deep metal heads too do it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Nerds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get that. Going. <laughs> like you know, they make picks where you can slide onto each finger. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah. although the kind of crowd that's going to that show may be into that, I don't know, different strokes for different folks. 
how long are your nails before you get on stage? I need to know. <laughs> Guys sitting Size in a pile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I remember even like like on strats where you have your little pins on the bridge. Yeah. I used to always slice my hand open here, and oh, at the end of it, you just you, you'd see it everywhere if you're playing punk. Like when I was growing up playing punk, I'd always cut my hand right here. Yeah. You know when you're palm muting, and then you, if those set screws are up a little higher, yeah, you just nick it and. Oh, every Bleach. time just shredded yeah. by the end Bleach. of the set. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Why I switched to a Les Paul yeah. and I asked yeah. back problems instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, oh, you just switch to something 20 times heavier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. problem solved. So, <laughs> sounds so much fuller. And my hands yeah. are in great shape. Yeah. Scott Spencer in closet. <laughs> Actually, we are... Uh, Actually, I first started talking with Dale. I, um, we got talking about one of your Les Pauls. It's kind of like a Neil Young replica. Yeah. I, I saw a thing from a mile away. I'm like, that thing looks like a Neil Young. Like, you fitted that thing out to be like a Neil Young Les Paul. I had the same reaction when I saw it. Yeah, yeah. some dude just like offered it on a trade to some other guy online. And yeah. I swooped in. And oh, like, yeah. <laughs> don't give it to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I said about that other guy, but he let me have the guitar. And <laughs> I gave him a, fuck, a strap for it. Yeah. Oh, wow. He has really long hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's not going to take care of this beaten up yeah. old Les Paul. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, like Neil Young's had this Les, black Les Paul for a long time. The kind of like just stands out. It just looks rustic and beaten up. It's got this big old chunked out P90 at the neck and I guess a junior in the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big Bigsby hanging off the thing. Yeah, the big Bigsby and it's just, it's, it's just, just so worn. It looks so yeah. cool. It's yeah. just so rustic. And then, yeah, so when I see it, I'm like, that is awesome. Yeah, I had to beat up Neil Young really bad to get that guitar too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually a Gibson too? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Where are we at? Where are we at? I don't know. It's late. It's been a long day. <laughs> Good thing. Best part is we can for yeah. like 15 minutes. We yeah. can know with listeners. Yeah. It is yeah. nap time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just roll with it. Just roll with it. We can edit. Yeah. We can edit. We are not accountable for what we say in our sleep. Um, <laughs> about Spencer's toenails. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, here's what we're gonna segue. Um, what got you guys into music? And you can you guys can start at Spencer if you want. And oh, I guess I'll start. <laughs> Well, uh, it was like way back in elementary. I started playing piano. Oh yeah. So you too, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was like my first segue into music, and like I, I listened to like you know the stuff at Wheelies, like the Wreckin' of Hip Hop, but I never really got into music mm. until like I actually started playing it. Like the roller <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Like, oh, like, Dance Mix '95 was on the trash playing. Yeah, it's all like. I find a lot of people who are tools of fan or uh, fans of tool. Uh, <laughs> Our tools. <laughs> I'm a tool fan, but who are like our um, musicians always tend to pick up the bass. How could you not? Justin Chancer is brilliant. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's so I consider awesome. playing bass just because. <laughs> like I like, could totally uh, do this, and then you like listen to it for five minutes. Like, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah. 
all songs like Schism and um, 46 and 2. 46 and 2. Yeah, the it's, just, it's crazy. Yeah, so we're like there's the just so many. stuff he does too is insane. I'm like, I didn't really realize that back then because I never used like pedals or anything until like oh, yeah. rather recently, actually. Oh, yeah. Then, like, I got into the guitar point and I was looking at what Adam Jones is using. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. He has like those big, huge, like, looks like a giant keyboard at his feet that are like bass pedals. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like those like organ organ pedals? Organ pedals? Yeah, like the, uh, they're like organ pedals. Oh, for his feet. Oh, right. It's just like, oh man, okay, this guy's is over my head now. <laughs> this guy's, be, yeah, he's beyond the edge. Yeah. Yeah. No going back. Yeah. <laughs> I think Edge just has like 62 different settings of delay and that's it. Did you watch This Might Get Loud? Yeah. 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 I even watched the, the um, uh, you ever watched Premier Guitars Rig Rundowns? Yeah. Uh, I watched his. It's just like, this, like, Six foot long pedal board. I'm like, how do you know oh, what's yeah. what? How I got halfway through the uh, the Muse episode of that, yeah. and I just had to turn it off. It was like I'm never gonna yeah, make the much. kind of money that it takes. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. You should I know he just like totally had the dude in the back who just like hunched over. Oh, we've got like two dudes back there. Like yeah. he's yeah. yeah. And there's some guys who just been around for so long. They have somebody do it all for them, like Slash. His yeah. tech does it for him. The, right. uh, the only thing that he controls is wah. Yo, guitarist, is that cheating? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, man. You gotta stay real. Fuck no. Can I swear on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet. Oh, fuck. It's a podcast. all day. Some say it's also because of his hair. He, he can't see the pedal. That's probably a fair assessment, too. <laughs> like, what you, like, once you get that hair and people yeah. see you with it, it's like, oh, shit. I can never do anything other than all of this and the big freaking hat. Maybe it's a wig. Maybe it's a one piece. Yeah. Even then, you know, it I, might I be would, at this point. I wouldn't have thrown yeah. that thing on at Toba Rock Fest, is what I said. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. No, I I maybe for that. Halloween. Um, here's a funny meme for you. We'll have to post this later, but. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what it is, it's like a perception of as. Fans sitting in the crowd, we see Slash on stage, and then what he sees is just a black, a black curtain up there. <laughs> Maybe one person. Yeah, you get really good at playing the guitar without seeing the fretboard, though. Yeah, yeah. Or knowing that there's a whole world out there that exists. <laughs> Poor guy, like really, really shut off from everything. Yeah. Never yeah. seen outside that one wall of hair. Mm -hmm. And sunglasses. And sunglasses. And like, sunglasses. Like just maybe in, down. in the nineties, zone without sunglasses. Now it's like every <laughs> yeah. interview, every stage, and like even at nighttime. Like we was at Guns N' Roses last year. I'm like, it's nighttime, man. Just let's see, let's see what's going on behind those sunglasses. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, that's what that's they're gonna be really too. It's like yeah, the ghost eyes. More hair. <laughs> 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 Spencer and Tool. <laughs> Spencer and Tool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. After that, you know, I played in jazz band and everything, and we kind of developed an eclectic taste in music. Also came from my parents. And oh yeah. I was just full of records. Sweet. Honestly. So. Are they musicians too, or? No. Not at all. No. Actually, I think my dad bought a guitar for like a couple, of, like a nickel, like it was back in the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 tried to learn, yeah. tried to learn for like a week. And Maybe it broke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story. Okay, well, uh, at three years old, I was uh, holding the closet. <laughs> 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 a little toy drum set. 
one empty Tropicana container. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think I really, really despised uh, that horrible garbage instrument that they keep playing in elementary school. Recorder. Oh yeah. Yeah. How could but, you hate the recorder? No, I don't know much. what we're doing in Canada about making anybody have to do anything on yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> pretty sure it's like a passive-aggressive like vendetta against parents. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anybody bust a recorder out anywhere at any music event on any level. I feel like I have at some kind of music festival, and I've never appreciated it. That, per- that person <laughs> to each their own. Yeah. And it's that person's thing. still living in the high school. Where it's like they never <laughs> yeah. left high school. You could play like one of the really big recorders. Like they have an altar and tenor ones, which are kind of cool, be- just because they're not as yeah. like high pitched and like but don't painful. Why don't you just move on to jazz flute? Uh, you could, but there's a lot more buttons and valves to use. It's just yeah, a really big recorder. Yeah. My yeah, girlfriend yeah. told me once that she went to a coffee shop with her dad, and I guess they found this trio of recorder players. No. I don't even know what is. And they're just, it's the only coffee shop. I don't know what they're playing. Probably that one song that they make you play. Hot Cross Buns? No, Free Blood Mice. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> we did do the. You guys know that one? Give me a couple more bars. That was so long ago. Oh, that's the Titanic song. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we ended up on that one. So that's why I started playing drums. Oh, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. I like that song. Yeah. And, uh, and the instruments, yeah. I bought a recorder when we were driving back from Toronto. And I'm pretty oh, sure that's right. Guys, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you guys hid it from me when I fell asleep or something. Oh. Yeah, it's I somewhere on... Um, so you want to make a long drive even longer? Right, the instrument for you. First, Dale took the wrong way out of Toronto. <laughs> we decided to go to the border. Oh, so none of us had our, uh, our the passing. shortest way. Wound up in Windsor. I was I was co-founder. I should have warned him, but I didn't. <laughs> Nobody can tell me anything when I'm behind the wheel. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> yeah. We don't need signs or maps. Yeah. So did you start pay- playing drums in high school uh, by then? Or? Yeah, so it was my, my older sister, uh, she's five years older than me, uh, started in jazz band. Or, 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 I think it was her first jazz band show that I saw uh, like another kid play drums. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And... Uh, then I went with my, my sister, who's a year younger than the oldest one, to uh, one of her, you know, um, mouthpiece. You know, when you get the mouthpiece and you try and see if you can make a sound. Oh, yeah, yeah you do a little blow test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the, the band teacher was really cool at the time. Just let me smack the drum kit for a little bit. And uh, then, I, then I got some lessons that was like eight or nine. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, just kept on doing that for a long time. Started teaching. Drums when I was like 16, and uh, yeah, I've been doing drums my whole life, pretty much. And you're teaching now too, eh? Yeah, I teach drums now as well. That's yeah, so sweet. Any, any instrument you use now? Hey, we both are out there, yeah. Yeah, I'll be your drum clinic. Mm-hmm. I remember in the sixth grade, actually, I, w- I didn't want to play drums, like in like in band, like but there was like 20 people lined up. For drum auditions, I'm like, screw it. I was yeah. so pissed off about that in junior high, mainly because I didn't know drums was an option. 
They so tried to hide it. They hid it. Yeah. They didn't tell anyone. And then this one kid that didn't want to participate in band, they're like, here, play this drum kit we just bought. Yeah. I'm like, I almost threw my bass clarinet. I'm like, <laughs> and it's always the guy who's like, Monty's like, yeah, I guess I'll play drums. It's on. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's more of like yeah. a whiplash situation yeah. than Scott's teaching. <laughs> nice. That's a quarter note! <laughs> Throws the snare across the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I like my kid. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fun to learn, though. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I know a friend that, well, yeah, Rob, he's got a drum kit. We'll have to get him to haul it out at some point. Yeah, because you need to get back on the drums. I need to get back on the drums. Yes. Yeah, so the worst thing about it is carrying it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially when you have a drum, you're like, oh, I need help carrying my stuff, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You carry your amp in one hand, guitar in one hand. That. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, we're, like, we're buying a utility cart. It's just you and you're the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. You, what do you mean you don't want to help me carry in 14 more pieces? Yeah. It's only minus 40. I keep the timing and the rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta carry it this way, or the yeah. that falls off. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah, heard that a few times. Yeah, I definitely got lazier every time I had to haul out a drum kit. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need to disconnect these pieces. Maybe yeah. we'll just leave that here yeah. behind, and I don't need four toms. I yeah. can just use <laughs> one today. Yeah, exactly. That's why I only have a four tom. There you go. Yeah. Backline. Backline is where it's at. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know who the extrovert or bright rage is, but you also have something electronical beside you too, like a pad uh, Yeah, yeah, well, I do now use it for extrovert. I was using it uh, mainly as a click for a long time, even though it's by far the most expensive click you can get, because it's a really, <laughs> really uh, high-functioning instrument, right? It's like a sampler, and then you can cue stuff on MIDI, and which is what I what I do use it for in bright Righteous. And recently, we started uh, incorporating a few more elements on there, so some uh, just like electronic augmentation. Uh, obviously, I wanted to click through it and then start using uh, probably debut a few more sounds and yeah, the samples at our next show. Big reveal on that will be the next show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. November second. What's going on November second? The rock and roll dance party at Cowboys. Rock and roll dance party. Hell yeah! So we're headlining a show at Cowboys. Nice. On a Friday night, that'll be. Super cool, I think. I actually that like that venue. Really yeah, yeah it's got a good stage. There. And they used to book a lot of rock bands there, and then oh, they just yeah. stopped one day. They That's still weird. book metal yeah. shows, so do they, they haven't actually stopped. I know they just they don't do it very often. Well, though. like everything that goes to tra- uh, Transcona Canadians, you used to go there, and then they shipped it all over. Like I used to go see like bands like The Fall, Ethereum, The Dead, yeah. oh, Dangle yeah. Jones, mm-hmm. oh, and then, yeah. they, then everything Dangle comes, he plays. Well, I'm a big Dangle Jones fan. Also a three-piece band. Yeah. yeah. Some similarities yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nashville. Yeah, Nashville's. Or Oak or Mybar, whatever it's been. Yeah. A yeah. hundred name changes. But it's just not a venue to see a band. There's like the floor just isn't built to like view a, like a show. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, because you're kind of blocked at this end. There's four big pillars right by the stage. You're like, okay, I can't really see anything that's going yeah. on. Yeah. So, we played there in April. We played with uh, the Wild and the Lazies. Oh, the and, Lazies. Uh, you guys open for the Lazies? Yeah. I yeah. missed that show. Oh, I love yes. the Lazies because I actually saw them, the first time I saw them, they opened for Danko. Yeah, oh, they're, yeah. they're amazing. They're they yeah. are the, the, that guitar player, Matt, he's yeah. the one who convinced me 
not even through his words to go wireless with my guitars mm -hmm. because I watched him jump off the stage in the middle of the show and like just march across the venue and hop up on the bar yeah, he did while that. everybody was crowded yeah. there like yeah. getting drinks and he jumped up there and ripped this crazy solo, solo for like 10 minutes and it was just like, yeah, keep going, keep going. Oh, yeah. I love their music and um, I guess he's done that multiple times. He's ran over the bar and did that. And I remember seeing on social media, like it was like a week or two after the, uh, when he's on tour with Daniel Jones, he did the same thing. He dove off, but he didn't see a, a, a lamp hanging from the ceiling and he oh, smoked no. it and he split his lip open. <laughs> that, see, it makes for a great stage yeah. show, right? Yeah. 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 He's yeah. bleeding everywhere and he continues playing. Yeah. Oh, even cooler. Yeah. Oh, those guys, so much energy, so much fun. Yeah, yeah, really good band. The yeah. Wild, too. Yeah, it's The Wild, yeah. Show to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And um, funny, I saw them open for Airborne. Oh, Lazy's nice. and Airborne, very yeah. similar sound, both from uh, Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. So, or is it Sydney? It's near Melbourne, one of the two. Somewhere in Australia. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if Australia is real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you talk with them because, like, uh, Airborne gets knocked on for, like, their ACDC sound like just a faster old ACDC. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, no, that's just the Melbourne sound. You go to Melbourne, like, there's yeah, thousands of bands that have that sound. It just comes. That's just the sound just that comes out of there. They're all, they're all by ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I figured it's just like it's so hot there. You can only move at. You can only move yeah. so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Just that ACDC was the first. Uh, <laughs> that's why Winnipeg. Yeah. That's why Winnipeg produces so many metal players. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's cold here, you gotta go! Yeah. <laughs> and the ones who are frozen are like, okay, I'm just gonna play indie instruments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got a fire going, we've already set the moves, so we're just gonna play slow today. Yeah. I can't play cold, that's for sure. I went to, um, there was a remote open party at Portage of Maine last weekend, and so they had a bunch of free bands playing at, like, right in front of High Steakhouse. So uh, Royal Canoe was there, and a few others. And... It was reasonably cold out that night, and I'm looking at them. I'm, uh, a friend of mine is playing a harp, and Ooh. there's other instruments. I'm like, I, my fingers were cold just standing and watching. I can't imagine mm -hmm. the dexterity you need just to like be able to do what you're doing. Yeah, I think you, because like you get your heart rate going. I think you, you'll produce your own heat. You know, once you get your but heart if you're just standing on, if you're sitting on yeah, stage, as a heart player, oh for sure, your heart rate yeah. is gonna be like 60 beats per minute. Let's yeah. roll. Heart players that loves to just like rock the fuck out. And yeah. Play yeah. Play yeah. Play yeah. I can play a rock. It looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Distortion pedal plug. Yeah. That actually is like the best like lie to tell somebody though is that yeah. you can play a song on the harp because it's like yeah, find me one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it in you. Get a harp. It, it, it can't be like the little handheld yeah. one. It's got to be the full on power right. base. Seventy something string. On that one. No. Yeah, that's true. How do you even get into playing that? You get born into a weird family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The same, Locked like, in a closet with a. <laughs> Next to the harp, they have one of those uh, sewing machines that has like all the threads going through it too. It's just yeah. a big string family. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's strings. Everything's strings. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're playing out in the cold too, I, do you have to? I think you have to climatize your instruments too. Like you have to like let your strings sit out for a yeah, while in the cold. Tuning, I think yeah. I've been told that. Like you if you're gonna play outside, switch. yeah, you gotta leave the gear out for a bit and let the strings set. Because like I remember seeing some 41 open up at the Heritage Classic and it was cold that day. And like, and I'm thinking like everything's sounding good. Like how does the guitar not go to tune? 
My guitar goes out of tune just sitting in the basement. He has a guy that he can pay to keep it in tune. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. all you need. Like, that's just have really someone need. live in your yeah. basement and yes. check up on it every once in a while. But even if he doesn't change the guitar? Wait, what? Even if he doesn't change the guitar? Oh, I have no Like idea. in between songs, like if you, if you keep the same guitar, like next, next song you're oh, going to you go. Oh, you better be a good tech if you're... Yeah, you, you got to have a thing Winter before. show for Sun yeah. 41. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Without lying to through the resume on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it, was, it wasn't minus 10. Oh, no, it was cold. It was like zero. I don't remember. Cold is cold. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you stand there, you're, and you're, if you're chilled, then you're like, your neck is in your shoulders. You're chilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd rather play hot than cold. There had to be some fluctuation that day on strings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty crazy day for instruments, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything was melting. Yeah, it was just malfunctions everywhere. And yeah. It was fun, though. It was actually, fun. like, blew. I think one of the tubes blew in that amp there. Right. Luckily, I always bring my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to use somebody's cap. Well, I'm bringing my own head. Just bring your head, plug it into your cap, and now you're facing. So, any other shows coming up? Well, so we're doing the November second one. At Cowboys, we got totally sidetracked from that. What's that? We totally got sidetracked from that show. Oh yeah. Um, The thirteenth, though, we're doing something cool. So, Sound Phrase and Fury uh, asked us to play their. Uh, Winter Woes acoustic show at the Handsome Daughter. Okay. So um, we put out a version of Sink In uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's right. Uh, a okay. new video on YouTube of us playing it that's kind of a reimagining of the song instead of just stripping it back and playing acoustic. It's just kind of reimagined completely. Um, so they saw it, and uh, in the spirit of that video, we're doing a full set of our songs reimagined and nice. stripped back. So uh, we're gonna have, yeah, there's gonna be more keyboard, more piano, a uh, bunch of eclectic instrumentation for it. Sweet. That's it. Yeah, That's and it'll awesome. just be a cool thing for us to get to do because I think when when people see us or think of us in a musical sense, it's always in that, you know, the crazy stage show and shit falling apart and people going nuts. Yeah. And it's super cool, but uh, we get to show a different side of things uh, on November 13th, more, maybe more musical side. Okay. And uh, the way the songs are turning out is actually really cool. So we're really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. sweet. Oh, That's going to be awesome. If you can be a band that can have multi-dynamics, I always I praise that. I really appreciate that too, yeah. because when it comes to just having variations in terms of what you can do with your live performance and your music to get just to shift its perspective and the impact it can have is... Yeah. something that not all bands are prepared to do so yeah. that's really cool yeah. yeah especially when you perfect your own music and then you're like hey let's try this song a different way yeah right we ended up yeah. making sink in which is like a pretty heavy banging rock song just mm. so love it sad. by the way I listen to it now I'm like oh man yeah. I don't want to get out it's good it's uh we're gonna have it out on streaming uh this week too on Friday and uh it's landing on some Pretty sad playlists. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always it's, it's been interesting. Yeah. We'll definitely be sharing that on the social medias as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, great! Another <laughs> <laughs> playlist. <laughs> That'd be a good name for one, actually. Another <laughs> 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 playlist. Um, 
Was there another acoustic show either recently or coming up? Um, no, no, I don't think so. No, okay. We did have, I think we've done like acoustic radio yeah. performances yeah. before, but never a full show. No, so this will be uh, exciting for us too. Nice. Mm -hmm. Because things could still fall apart at any moment. This is true. This is true. You just won't be able to tell until it happens. Don't break any strings on the bass. Yeah, like one drop. Yeah. You know how old the strings are? Yeah. <laughs> one of the massive bends. <laughs> yeah. All those bends are gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, what's the long-term goal for you guys? Like, where do you guys want to get to from here? What's the next big step that you want to take? Blow up and then act like I don't know no love. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the stage down. Burn all the bridges. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, um, hit the road a little bit. We're going to head to uh, Toronto at the end of November to play some shows. Uh, we did Canadian Music Week this past year, and it was really cool to be able to do that and see how well-received we were there and also see the amazing music scene that they obviously have. Mm -hmm. Um, so many of our favorite bands come out of Toronto to live talk. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you even mentioned Danko. Danko, yeah. Um, so we're going to hit the road, go to Toronto. I think we got three or four shows lined up there. And just kind of keep trying to build things up and release another single in the new year. Um, kind of try to get to that point where we can put out as much material as possible. At mm -hmm. once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And before the show, we were kind of talking uh, the difference between whether bands prefer to do EPs or albums. What's your take on that? It's it's different for every band, but it's even different for like project to project. Right. I mean, Nine Inch Nails put out that EP last year, I think it was. Maybe it was the year before, maybe it was 16. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I mean, even a band operating at that level, like sometimes it just makes sense for it to be an EP. Yeah. you know four or five tracks that belong together out of the backlog of however many songs Trent Reznor probably has oh god his backlog his backlog just probably made that expensive. <laughs> yeah right um, so I don't know I mean yeah it's, it's different for everybody and also with streaming we're obviously more single driven I guess mm -hmm. you could call it yeah so for sure people are more prone to receive a single better but I mean, we're rock guys. We all love full albums, and an album is kind of what defines an, an era of a band, to me at least. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then just yeah, trying to access that feels a little bit uh, restricted when you're a new band starting out. Mm -hmm. But um, ultimately, yeah. yeah, full length all the way. Yeah. So we should probably uh, wrap this up. Is so there anywhere, so where can we find you guys online? It's been great. Oh, your social, anything yeah, social media, media website? Yeah, well, I think we have, uh, we have an Exomotor website. It's just exomotor.com, mm -hmm. uh, all one word. Do you have to use the, the fancy O? No, no. <laughs> We've made it so you don't have to. Is yeah. it hyphenated? You get extra privileges if you If you can find it. <laughs> yeah. If you can change it's your keyboard. Content. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I think it's just, or the, the social media links. Yeah, we're on, Murda, right? we're on everything. Yeah, Exomurda is one word will bring you to every platform that we have that we're on. Um, we've got our YouTube. If you haven't seen the sync in video yet, then oh, yeah, definitely check, check that out. out. Check out the second take session that we did of that. We're going to do 
uh, second take sessions for all the singles that we put out as well. And hopefully there's going to be a bunch more stuff on YouTube soon. Yeah. Awesome. Actually, before we sign off, can we go into the video? Talk about the video, making of, where you guys did it and who did it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we worked with uh, Bent Media, which, uh, which is like just two very talented uh, brothers, actually. Uh, I always call them the Mitchell Bros, but Chris Mitchell, Ryan Mitchell. So we worked with them and we, uh, I can't exactly remember the location, but it was somewhere in East Cadiz, some, uh, the basement of some warehouse building. And we filmed it all there. We kind of conceived the idea like six months prior. We wanted it to be this like dramatization of kind of just like, uh, just a struggle really. And, and you know, you can watch the video and see who, who wins or, and who loses, but, um, yeah, we just wanted to represent that, but then also uh, kind of highlight, highlight, make it a semi-live performance video, or not semi-live performance, semi-performance video mm -hmm. as well. So we wanted to capture what the band looks like, uh, introduce, yeah, the, the look of everybody to, yeah. uh, you know, to the digital audience, and yeah, just get some fun, exciting shots. There's even like a nice 300 Sparta kick in there, so. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't yeah. high filming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe pulled me way too hard. Oh, I had so much fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good video. And I think it's another thing that my, uh, we talk about how easy it is to get music out with the digital age. And I think audio video, especially the video, uh, if everyone has so many tools at their hands now to do it, it's much easier to make a video now mm -hmm. and be creative. And you have control of what you want to do most of the time now. And like a lot of local bands have made a lot of great videos using local audio video uh visual oh yeah yeah like boy and he has it back uh yeah video was great yeah uh bright righteous has some good ones like wildfire mm -hmm. yeah some really neat effects that go into this stuff now it blows my mind it's like and like that we can do it locally and independently yeah yeah, yeah there's a few studios or uh, groups that are helping the, um, the local artists i can't remember the names of them now so i'm not even gonna go down that yeah. road but i'm thoroughly impressed about how many bands are just able to get out and just make music videos yeah. Yeah. and yeah. add that to the repertoire because I never thought about that yeah. back yeah. in the day. I think also too is the people who are in audio visual um, are so creative now like before I think there was just people who just made music videos for the music industry now it's just like a whole different wave of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I it. Just, they're more, more creative, more artistic. Yeah. yeah. And more hands on the tools. It was exciting to to do a video for us because that was that was our first like we did the uh, the sign one you know, we're, we're talking about as well but this was the, the first one that we actually like we had to brainstorm you know like a theme for and then mm -hmm. like try and make some visuals that matched what we represent uh, on stage yeah so it was it was definitely a cool uh, little brainstorming session and then actually being able to execute was uh, really rewarding yeah. yeah. Yeah, 48 hours well spent in the basement of that yeah. factory, warehouse, <laughs> whatever it is. Asbestos factory. Yeah, yeah. Where they make asbestos to the Put on your Tyvek suits and respirators. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, well, thanks for thanks for coming on, gentlemen. Thank uh, you. Yeah, really appreciate it. This is awesome. Yes, thank you so much. And make sure to check these guys out. Check out the shows November 2nd and 13th.
Yep. One was at Cowboys on the second, and the thirteenth was Handsome Daughter. Handsome Daughter. We'll Always get those definitely all on our social media feed, so everyone listening can uh, check that out and find them and find you as well. So once again, thanks for coming, and yeah, yeah, we'll thanks guys for coming soon. down. Thank you guys. All right, and we're out. Swallow me whole. I was looking for a bad time up into a found mind. I got lost in your soul. Take this, I start to <laughs> These wounds are flooding me deep If I could only swim I was looking for the bad side Up into a fine mind I got lost in your school